Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Break the truth! I'll set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. That's not how the force works. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. I'd buy that for a dollar. Hasta la vista, baby. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast, brought to you by Zito's Gang, uh, where we reshape cinema for the better. Uh, I'm your host, Kenan Ackler, and thank you for joining us for episode five. So on each episode, we discuss that if we had creative control, how we would shape a future movie project or correct mistakes of the past. Uh, joining me on today's episode, for episode five, we have fellow Zito gang stars, Sasha Olari and Neil. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. Very good. Good to have you. And um, our special guests today are Sal and Jessen Arudicellum. How are you guys doing? All good here. Brilliant. Thank you for inviting me. No worries. Thanks for coming on. Um, so today's episode is all about creative control over the Indiana Jones franchise. So what should we do next? Is it a sequel? Does it include a passing of the torch? Should it be recast with a continuation of the character in current timeline like a James Bond? Or should we just go for a complete recast and a complete reboot? Um, so if you had creative control, Jessen, what would you do? I think we should keep it as it is. Um, if it's going to be talking about the next film and what's happening, you could, with what the technology has, you can like de-age them. Mm -hmm. So you can fit him back in the 30s or 40s. You know, controversially, I actually enjoyed aspects of the fifth one because mm -hmm. I saw it each is a period. So you got the Pulp Fiction of the 30s and you got the sci-fi Pulp Fiction that's where all the aliens and stuff I saw were doing in the B-movie aspect. Mm -hmm. Other aspects I didn't agree with. But they could easily de-age him and just get a stunt person to do some aspects. Him, Harrison as the actor, keeping him scenes, stuff like that, jumps and stuff like that. If you can't do it, get a stuntman. They've done that before. But, I mean... Just I, I don't know. Funnily enough for uh, Harrison Ford, he mm. does... With the exception of Temple of Doom, where 90% of that was a stuntman because he mm. had a big, massive injury yes. on that actual production, um, which meant they had to get a body double for mm. that. Um, Crystal Skull, he did all his stunt work himself, except for two stunts, and he's still very much in shape. And um, on top of that, uh, the previous Blade Runner, no stunt double. Mm. Okay, and he even, he even punched Ryan Gosling in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I heard that story. I mean, he, might that. he might have just done that anyway. He's a grumpy yeah. bastard. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave him like a, a, a glass but, of bourbon and it rolled out. Yeah. But, it, but as it turns out, Harrison Ford's been at the gym since The Last Crusade for these films. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, I think if they had a stunt person, he. That would be cool for like anything major, kind of like yeah. what Jackie oh, yeah, Chan does stuff. these yeah. days. But I think I think if it's him versus another guy in a fist fight, Harrison Ford's still in shape to not Definitely. give someone an ass whooping. So, <laughs> but anyway, he, carry on. Sorry, Jackson, what else would you do with it? <laughs> well, I think it's just like if people. I think some people just didn't like the aspect of 
they're moving into the 50s and because of Harrison's age and stuff like that you can technology can de-age them and put them back into the 30s if they want to or I mean me and Sasha just talk about the sort of like the young Indiana Jones where you saw Harrison with a with no patch and everything else you can mm-hmm. kind of not recon it but add that sort of element where he's older but he can still has he's still that strong guy and have a bit of a sidekick sort of thing aspect to that you know there's so much you can do with that and i love i i some, some listeners might not remember but dark horse comics they had the indian jones comics mm-hmm. and they had the one the city of <laughs> the city of atlantis <laughs> that was a great story like or even if they're doing it in the uk do something about king arthur i had some of the young indian jones or the indian jones books and there's i'm sure there's one about king arthur Mm-hmm. If they're filming in the UK, use the, the British mythology mm-hmm. so much and do a better job than, say, Transformers 5. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we King Arthur? Yeah, didn't they have like Knights of the Round Table? And yeah. Had, like, oh, yeah. The uh, Transformers, uh, Transformers version. <laughs> Yeah, I don't trans- remember that. I don't remember oh, that. So I was with Ken. Yeah, there was like a robot <laughs> dragon around yeah. or something like that. It was just, it was, uh, <laughs> Sasha's looking like, I do not remember this film. I don't remember <laughs> this. I must have been so traumatized, I just blocked it from my memory. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, remember this. So it was called this. The Last Night. So it was all to do with the Excalibur, like the Scalibur, the swords, and I was like, yeah. oh, just mental. Mental. Wow. <laughs> all right, Jason, that's cool. Um, Neil, if you had creative control of Indiana Jones, what would you do? Um, well, okay, so for me, like, I'm not a fan of, like, un- unless you have no choice, I'm not a fan of, like, making a reboot where you completely, like, wipe out the, uh, the last film's events. I'm like, mm-hmm. you have to keep them because, like it or not, there's people that are going to remember them. Mm-hmm. But I would do, like, I would actually have an, a proper passing of the torch because and it's not necessarily the passing of the torch where we say like okay at the end of the film you know indie dies or something but just a passing of the torch in as much as the essence maybe the essence of the character moves on mm-hmm. so the kind of the i mean the way i kind of look at it is i i mean like i said i wrote a bit of a treatment so mm-hmm. to speak so i'll say um we'd start with like a bunch of people breaking into like an airplane hangar. So I'm going to say, you know, we're, we're roughly set. Uh, what, what year was the last one set in the sixties, right? Or the fifties? Fifties. Fifties. Cool. We're still in the fifties. <laughs> and I feel that, you know, the, um, a group of people are breaking into like an airplane hangar and obviously they're clearly looking for us. They're looking for something. We don't know what, um, I'm going to say that they basically find it. It's something, you know, small enough that it could be transported. Maybe it's a, a medallion, some kind of artifact. Um, they wind up getting ambushed by uh, another group of people. We're going to say that this, this is the villains of the piece. Um, probably do it as it's like a former Nazi because I'm like, Indiana Jones works well with Nazis. <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, um, so I'd say that the the first group, they kind of all of them, barring one, get killed. Mm-hmm. And this one person, you know, who's like 
basically trying to get away. What they do is, as they're kind of like trying to run away and escape, they stash the um, the artifact, whatever it is. For the argument's sake, we're going to call it a medallion. Mm-hmm. They stash this medallion in an envelope, and they kind of like scroll the address of a des- they scroll a destination there on it, and like they they find basically they find like a mail or mail bag and they just like you know, launch it in there with all of that hold on one second neil can you go back about 10 seconds is someone struggling with their microphone yeah, yeah, yeah right so they basically when they're running around they they find their they find a room that's got uh, a bunch of mail bags in it mm-hmm. so they're like oh okay this is going to travel somewhere maybe they find one that says you know traveling to you know the u.s so i said that they stuff the medallion into this um, into an envelope scroll the you know quickly scroll an address on it and then like you know push it into the mailbag and then they run off somewhere else essentially they get caught and um the per the villain is like oh you know so what where where is it we know you found it where is it the person doesn't give it up and you know the person gets killed off you know they get shot dead and what then happens is, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, all the, the other, the bad guys are all searching around the hangar for a, the medallion or whatever it is. They can't find it. Mm-hmm. And then what we see is, you know, the people come in for the people coming in for the shifts, for their shift, the people who work there. They're walking in, there's a group of them. All the bad guys kind of like slide out and try and hide. A pilot gets into the uh, the plane. They'll all be speaking. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Spanish. So we're gonna say that this is set in you know Latin America, probably South America, or maybe Central America. Mm-hmm. So they're all speaking Spanish, and the pilot gets into the plane. They close it up, and then old school indie style, we follow the plane like a red dot as it just travels up to America. Um. When we get there, what we see is we see a very similar package being land, landing on like a kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Who shall open it but Indiana Jones? He opens it, and however, it's not the medallion. It's actually just like a, a little something. Maybe it's a, a, a parcel or something coming from Mutt, you know, that character. You know, we gotta say they still exist. They've been established, so we'll say it's coming from them. They're somewhere else in the world, and you know, it's Indy. He's at home, you know, in America. He's still a teacher. Maybe he's like become like um, I forget what the character's name was. The one who was helping him. Marcus Brody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like maybe he's maybe he's now in Marcus's position where he's the dean. Maybe he's still just an actual teacher. I'd I'd kind of like it if if him still being the teacher, because mm-hmm. I feel like Indy would be the kind of guy who wouldn't want to like move up and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna sit behind a desk now. He's like, nah. Yeah, he's probably me. got tenure in it, so he's just yeah. like he's chilling. <laughs> so he's still there, and he's he's still a teacher, but he's cleared. You know, he's getting on a bit, so regardless of whatever shape Harrison Ford is in, he's, he's, his adventuring days are winding down. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a bit, you can see he's a bit bored, so to speak, but he's like, all right, I'm cool, I'm living. Um, 
he's teaching a class in this class um you know while he's teaching we've got another st a student in there young female i'm going to say that she, she's a bit reminiscent of uh marion ravenwood so it's kind of like we give him that he's got a bit of an affinity for this student right and she's hella intelligent you know she's like you can tell okay this character might have some level of importance and you know she's very smart she's answering questions throwing it back at him and it's like they're having a discussion you know you can see the other students in the class are kind of like what what are we chopped liver you know but who cares about them um then we cut to this young woman and she returns home after school and what we see is in the garden of her house maybe it's the front yard backyard whatever there's a, a small very little a little girl mm, i don't know maybe eight nine years old she's very tomboyish we see her she's wearing dungarees her hair's clearly plaited in the the tomboy pigtails and she's like jumping off of like i don't know part of the fence to land in the dirt or she's digging for something she's you know, a real tomboy find out this is her sister go inside the house we meet her father and we find out that maybe her, her mother's passed away right so that's you know we give her a reason why she's a bit more tomboyish mm -hmm. is because you know she back in those times she wasn't raised by a mother so she's not as feminine as certain people may want her to be yeah um she decides to take her sister out for ice cream mm -hmm. and it's like cool but as she leaves she's like oh dad this was in the mailbox she puts down uh sorry scratch that bit scratch that but she you know she takes her sister out for um ice cream but as they leave we see, you know, uh, a car turn up at the house. So it's, you kind of know where I'm going from this. They return from having their ice cream. They find their, the house has been ransacked. Dad's dead. Right. Then we cut to the funeral. At the funeral, we see the girls. We see, you know, people who are clearly the grandparents. We also see that, you know, some of our fellow students. And Indy is there. Right. And what we kind of, you know, get from the, the, the funeral and everything, what we're going to have happen is that her father and Indy knew one another. They weren't super bus, you know, best friends, buddies, but they knew each other. They, you know, they had an acquaintance. They both had an affinity for archaeology, maybe. Mm -hmm. So Indy, you know, he's there and he's like, look, if there's anything you need, don't hesitate to ask. She's like, okay, cool. No, you know, fine. Then we cut to the grandparents taking the youngest daughter, taking her sister, taking her away. And, you know, saying like, okay, look, you know, you need to stay here because you need to finish school, but you can't do your schoolwork and look after a little girl at the same time. So we'll take her, you'll stay here, finish your schooling. And then when you finish your schooling, we'll see what happens. Uh, so all of that goes, and as that car drives away, the postman turns up. Postman turns up with his envelope, and we see it is that we were tracking. It's that medallion. It's arrived now. So she's looking at it. She doesn't understand it. Uh, you know, there's a little note in there, maybe that says, "Oh, you know, I, you know, says maybe her dad's name is Jeff, and it says, look, Jeff, I finally found it.'" But, you know, I, I'm going to need, I need help with this. I'm never going to be able to do this by myself. Whatever it says, you know, she, she doesn't understand it. 
but she recognizes that it's a relic. So she takes it to the only place she knows she can. She takes it to Indy. When we get there, she, you know, she's talking with Indy, and he basically, when she when she says what it is and she gives it to him, he's like a bit, oh, well, that, okay. And then she's like, well, you're going to have to explain that. And then he gives her a bit of backstory about her family that she didn't know, which would be that her uncle worked with her, her father and, uh, and, or, and they were both kind of archaeologists. Basically, you know, all of them were in that kind of field. But obviously, Indy was like, you know, five, six hundred million steps above them. But they were all doing their thing. However, what happened was when her mother became pregnant with her, he, he put it to bed. He was like, okay, look, I got a family. I can't be running around the world digging in dirt. So she's like, okay, cool, that's fine. And obviously that leads to them kind of being like, well, what do I do about this? And you can see Indy, you know, he's got that itch. Like he's like, this could be, you know, this could be an adventure to go on. But she, he's like, well, you know, I don't really know what to tell you to do. Or in his own indie way, maybe he's like, look, if you're going to go for it and go for it, but it's dangerous. You know, you can tell it's dangerous in the fact that your uncle, your, your, your dad is dead because of this. Mm-hmm. But they're having a talk. She decides, no, you know what? I'm going to go look for my uncle. And she asks Indy to help her. And again, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. Let's go. At first, he's going to say no. Like, he's going to be like, I can't do this, you know? But after he says that, and the girl's, like, getting ready to leave, you know, Ms. Ravenwood, she's going to pop up. And then this is where you kind of, you'll see what I was describing where I said there's a little similarity between them, where she's like, just go. She's like, Indy, you're bored here. You clearly, you know, you miss the thrill of it. And it was like, you know what? I miss the thrill of you having the thrill going to get it. So go on out there, get it done. So maybe Marion goes with them. Maybe it's just Indy and the girl, but they go off to, to, you know, find their adventure. And then it kind of turns into a bit of similar to the last one where it's Indy and the girl looking for her uncle mm-hmm. with the medallion and the bad guys are looking for them and the uncle. And it's a bit of a, you know, chase to see who's going to get where. But I, obviously it would, that's as far as I got in what I wrote, but it's essentially a thing of the way the torch is passed is sort of like in Force Awakens, the relationship between Ray and solo mm-hmm. that relationship it was even though it was only lightly touched on in just one or two bits where you know like he hands her a gun and she's like you know kind of i think she says something along the lines of i know how to use that and he's like i know that's why i'm giving it to you yeah yeah you know it's a sort of a thing of it's that but it's not the kind of antagonistic relationship that you that we got where it was muck and indie yeah yeah okay you know it's like actually take some time to have a thought process where it's you know you have this girl who's essentially she's lost her father her mother's not around she's essentially an orphan now Mm -hmm. but she's 
has this father figure so he's almost like an uncle to her and he is a kindred spirit because he's an archaeologist and mm -hmm. you know just kind of move things along like that and i don't know where the other than me wanting the wanting it to be set in latin america or in central america okay uh i don't really have a big thing about you know where it could possibly where things could go what could happen i just know really and truly that the end of it the torch would be passed on to her not to say that there would be another film after this yeah like it would be i would like it to be the very last film mm -hmm. but in the last film in such a way where it's like you know you know the end of last crusade where all of them are on horseback and they're just riding off into the distance mm -hmm. like maybe maybe it's that okay all, all right, of them cool. riding up you know I, I would like indy to kind of take on the the mantle of sean connery's character in the last crusade yeah, yeah. in as much as you, you it's clear that he ain't going to be riding around doing this again later mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it may be his last hoorah but he's passing it on to what you would say at least somewhat of a worthy successor because i mean you know shia labeouf is a great actor but he ain't no Indiana Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I mean, he could have worked back in 2008, but it's like 12 years since then now. And as an actor, he's moved on. It's not, it's not within that realm now. So yeah, I don't see that. Now. Um, all right. Um, relatively short for you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just realized what, what you meant by the script when you were saying that before. There you go. I did not get it. Um, <laughs> Right, so yeah. Sal, what would you do if you? Yeah, Sorry, go on. I'm, I'm gonna have to go now. So thank you very much, Jason. Uh, thanks for thank your you. input, and you. um, check out the rest of the uh, episode for all the final thoughts. Mm. Later on, bro. Peace. Um, so Sal, what would you if you had creative control? What would you do? Well, it's difficult because, I mean, I like you guys who have been like big, big fans of this particular franchise. Me. I've been a fan, but not that massive a fan. Mm -hmm. I found myself that, except for the original one, the first one, um, found myself hating the endings of almost all of them. Like, right. I enjoyed the movie completely and thoroughly all the way until the end, where the ending comes and closes, and you go like, what on earth was that? And that was for me. I mean, that, that was me, really. I mean, I didn't like fourth's ending. I didn't like third's ending. I mean, even with Sean Connery, we were looking at the chest, like, okay, something will happen. For me, um, let's say it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. With this, it depends. I mean, I mean, what I've been reading about it, they seem to be wanting to do more and more and more. But I'd rather that they just finish it, like end it, you know? And if they do, or do plan to end it, then go out with a bang, just do something brand new. I would rather have them do something completely new, not revisit everything the way I've been doing again and again and again. Uh, I mean, there are certain elements that people love. Maybe you can incorporate them, but certain elements, why not bring some new elements as well? I mean, the Nazi thing's always been around, mm -hmm. but they already reached the 50s, right? Mm -hmm. So unless they want to keep on dragging that, and that would go back to what Neil said, you know, Latin America, that would work because... We all sort of believe because most of the Nazis ran away and they went yeah, there. Yeah, to Argentina. That's why I was like, exactly. in Latin America. Sure. Then you exactly. Have it's, Argentina. Hydra. <laughs> it's only, yeah, exactly. 
So it's not only in Argentina, it's also uh, southern Brazil as well. Yeah. Uh, if you basically, like, I've got a bunch of Brazilian friends and they tell me that everybody you see who are more or less white are either Italians mm. or Germans that mm. showed up mm-hmm. after the war. And like, mm, after the war? <laughs> I wonder what kind of Germans were they? Anyway, <laughs> so anyhow, I'd rather have them do something. To, I, I mean, thank God they, don't, they won't have shit below. That's fine. For me, let's find a completely brand new set of people. You know, meant, meant to, because everybody's also aging. It is sometimes hard to see and hard to get people to do things. I mean, they're in the 80s, most of them. Yeah, I mean, so, Ford's like 78 now, I think. He's yeah. 78 this year, exactly. Yeah. So by the time the movie's going to come out, he's past 80, right? Mm-hmm. Just turn. Sorry? What's that, Sasha? This is his birthday the other day. So, yeah, he's... So he's 78 now. 70, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. by the time this one is going to come out, it's going to be 80. Easy. So why not do something? Why not do, like, a full-on adventure roller coaster of a movie where it starts up from a fast pace, has a little lull in the middle, and then fast pace again. Mm-hmm. Have a full-on ride. I mean, like, I don't know if about you guys, but if you guys have ever been to... Disney World, uh, Disneyland, Indiana Jones ride. Mm-hmm. It's a full ride. It's literally a ride. It's like a roller coaster going from one thing to another thing. And that would be a brilliant thing to go. It would be a brilliant way to end a franchise. Because I'm not sure how long they can drag it. If they're planning to drag it, then I would then I would start the movie with a brand new character. Like a brand, brand new. And have Harrison Ford come in some way, let's say, a third of a movie in. Mm-hmm. And then start teaching or helping that character. Mm-hmm. rather than lead that character because once you have accepted there's a new character mm-hmm. you wouldn't look for the old one mm-hmm. and you can have the old one as a nice little you know dessert in the middle sort of a thing a little sweet spot in the middle mm-hmm. and then it goes so you win the crowd by just having something brand new and letting them run the show okay. so not just one uh, new character m- multiple new characters and mm-hmm. you can have some of the old characters just come in to help. Nothing more. Yeah, just some cameos. Thing, ex- yeah, just cameos, but cameos that essentially are maybe, let's say, the crucial points in the movie. But Plot, at the same yeah. time, yeah, yeah, yeah pop points. But at the same time, um, it's not their movie. So mm-hmm. it's, what I mean to say is they don't tag along throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And that way, you would just sell the new idea. And from then onwards, you can keep on going. You can probably, if it sells well, you can keep the franchise going. Okay. But for me, I'd rather have a roller coaster because I used to enjoy these sort of movies, mm-hmm. and we haven't had any of these. I mean, yeah. can you guys remember any movie that had uh, treasure hunting in the last thirty years, mm-hmm. and or running away from something, and then you know a whole adventure roller coaster where someone's yeah. basically leaving out in the backwoods and running from point A to point B to point C to point hasn't happened. In the last 30 years. <laughs> it has been terrible. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. Most of them are TV movies. I mean, you just sit there and go like, oh, what is I don't this? know. I liked, I liked National Treasure. <laughs> oh, that's probably yeah. the only one, to and, be fair. And, and, and Brendan Fraser's Mummy. Mummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, yes. Uh, that's true. That's true. I completely yeah. forgot about them. Probably the first but, Mummy, but yeah. The first one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unless like, unless like Sony get their pull their fingers out and actually make the Uncharted movie that I want to see and mm-hmm. not this Tom Holland. Oh, they're rubbish. already filming. 
They're yeah, they just started aren't filming. Aren't yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Started filming I mean, on that, I mean that that IP has potential to be a modern day Indiana Jones, but it does. It depends yeah. what they do with it. Have any of you guys played the Uncharted games? Yeah, yeah I've played the first one, so I'm kind of aware of the the character and stuff like that. So, yeah. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel about Tom Holland playing him? I mean, I'd have preferred you the know, taller guy, Nathan. <laughs> I'm sorry? Uh, Nathan Fallon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I saw the short movie that he did. The short movie. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, where he was. Nathan. Yeah. I'm like, that? Yeah. Spot on. That, that's what I want. That's like that. I'm like, literally, it was like looking from game to, to, to movie, game to screen. It was just there. And it was yeah. perfect. Yep. Gelled, but how often is the fan favorite? the person that gets picked yeah it's, it's true i mean they're looking at the franchise they're looking at the marketability of holland you know what he's done with spider-man and so they just know that with him on yeah. the, uh, with mark Wahlberg, that's gonna sell because mark Wahlberg movies even though they're not great they make bank so you know it's, it's a combination of those two um i was in two minds so i'm gonna just do my pitch quickly because i know sasha's sasha is more of the guru on this um so he, he loves his indiana oh, yeah. jones i I like Indiana Jones, but I, probably, I don't have the same passion as Sasha. So um, the way I kind of uh, looked at it, it was either two thing, two ways of doing it for me. It was either going to be Bond-esque, so the character history remains, the stories remain, you just bring in a new actor, and they are Indiana Jones. There's no, there's no build-up, there's no discussion, that's just who they are. Um, and then you take the franchise forward with that. I think that is one way of doing it, and keeping that Indiana Jones line continuous as a brand because the only trouble is when you have a passing of the torch unless that character is called indiana jones you're not gonna be able to call the next movies indiana jones um so that is that is something that played on my mind but i want to give ford his due i want him to wrap it up i want him i want to correct mistakes potentially of the last one um so i did go for a um, sort of like a passing of the torch kind of thing so the way i see it is i want to see it as I want to see it set as far after the last one as possible. So for me, this is a drama. This can start off like a drama about Indiana Jones at the end of his days. You know, he was chasing fortune and glory. Where did it get him? Estranged from his family. So, you know, the son that he suddenly found in the last one doesn't talk to anymore. He doesn't have any of these relationships. And the only thing left he has is his teaching. And he's going into his final. So similar to what um, Neil had in his pitch. So teaching is the only thing that's keeping him going but now he's going into his final year teaching um and he gets a new student um who recaptures his passion for adventure um you know it takes an interest in them um you know they show smart they show willingness um and you know they eventually show him their personal research they've done on a particular project uh, i was going for lost city of atlantis um to tie in a little bit to because it's stuck in my mind because Sasha's always been talking about the game and how that should have been a movie and that should have been like the last one or even the second, third one, whatever it was. But so Joe, so yeah, so they, and then Jones has all this research that he's done over the years and they come together, they find a clue. Um, and then obviously the, the young students like, come on, we, you know, we should go, we should, you know, follow this through. Like Neil said, you know, he, he needs a lot of convincing. He's not really into it to start with. Um, but you know, is a last chance for glory um you know bring home some evidence um to show the world and you know cement his legacy um so yeah so instead of that um father-son relationship we're going to have that teacher-student relationship i suppose it is going to be a little bit similar to um 
you know, maybe like The Force Awakens um, in that sense uh, and Ray. But the way I see it is um, I want it passed on to a young black student and young black actor um, and who also is just going to happen to have the surname Jones. And the reason why I have that is because it's going to be set in the late 60s. So it's going to be set at least 10, 15 years after the last one. So it's just going to be coming out uh, under the civil rights movement. Uh, so you're going to have that playing in the background and you know you might have all these students who are uncomfortable with this intelligent student in their class so which probably gives Ford a lot of protection over him um, and because he had a previous name and he had a slave name and he's just changed his name to Jones because it's quite a common name mm. he's kind of just changed his name to Jones so he's called Jones as his surname um, and yeah, you have that play out throughout the movie. Um, you're going to have sort of like the racist commentation of the characters they meet. Uh, Nazis are not a thing anymore. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to focus on a particular country or ethnicity. Um, I think that Disney would struggle with that now. Um, so rather than having it at China or Russia as the enemy, it's going to be an international corporation. So you're going to have all the different elements, all different countries. And this company is on the verge of trying to find Atlantis as well for the money, the wealth, the, the land opportunity, whether they turn it into a theme park or whatever it may be. And that's where you're going to have the conflict. So it's going to be a race to the treasure and a race to discovery. Um, for me, I would ask Harrison Ford if he wants to live or die. I'll let him have that choice. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's his character. And if he wants to kill himself at the end to sacrifice himself for this new younger person, that's fine. That's how I do the movie. Um, if he wants to be that person who can play cameos and just be that guy in the earpiece in future movies just giving that advice on the research and stuff like that and at the beginning or middle of the movie and sets the person away on their adventure again um and then the sequels for me would be dr jones you know so this guy will go on to try and get his doctorate but he's still called jones it's just not indiana uh -huh. anymore um and in terms of casting the way i looked at it i was there's a couple of different ways i was going it could be younger or older playing younger so when i was looking at younger i was looking at uh, caleb uh, mclaughlin um he's from stranger things yeah um he's, mm. like, he's like 17 so if you went for that age uh you got justice smith who was in detective pikachu um mm -hmm. so he's like 26 but then you got john boyega he's 27 and you know their relationship works in star wars you know their screen oh, screen chemistry works you know, John Boyega, I think he can really tap into that racial stuff, you know, and that might motivate yeah. his role and bring that through with everything that's been going on. Um, my other one was Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Um, he's 30 from Get Out. So I think, again, he can play younger if he needs to be like, like a mature student. Um, so, yes, that's how I was going to take the franchise. Um, so, I was going to say one thing mm -hmm. was that you said, when you said about... Um, the, the young student being also having the last name Jones mm -hmm. work and where you said it could be Dr. Jones mm -hmm. I think you could take I mean a lot of fans there would be a lot of backlash like lightning mm -hmm. bolts from Zeus backlash mm -hmm. but you could still call it Indiana because Indiana Jones isn't his name his name is Henry Jones Jr. That's true didn't even think about that. But they said Indiana yeah. was the dog Snap, there you go. So Indiana Jones. So you can keep the surname and then have mm -hmm. his Indiana Jones. Yeah. Spielberg was talking on the thing, one of the publications, newspapers, and he, mm -hmm. what it called, submitted Indiana Joan, jo Joan, as in like the woman's name, Joan, because mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. sees it's going to be handed over to a woman later on. Let's yeah. see. I mean, I, mean, I, I think with so many franchises have been handed over to female empowerment at the moment, you know, with yeah, yeah. Wars and stuff like that. I want to keep it as a strong male-centric character for that adventure part. And you've also got the comparisons then with um, Tomb Raider 
um, and obviously they're mm. looking to do a sequel with that, and I just don't want that to kind of cross over. So that's why I was going for that, but totally recast it um, with a black um, with a black actor. So, Sasha, if you had creative control, what would you do with Indiana Jones? We're waiting on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, is he stuck? Is he stuck? You button. Yeah, we got you. Oh, Sasha's moment. Time to shine. Oh, to be no. to be honest, it's like stark and frozen. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sasha, you're back in the room. <laughs> so yeah, um, what was I going to say? Lost my train of thought. Yeah, no. To be honest, all interesting points. Funnily enough, I like all. I like most of them. Um, not all of them, but for me, you got Atlantis wrong. Um, <laughs> okay. Fine. If you're going to do Atlantis, you do it right. You you adapt the fate of Atlantis. You CGI him. In fact, let, here's the thing. I'm for. I'm both pro reboot, mm-hmm. in a way, um, in a way, as well as I'm pro Ford carrying it on. In my mind, if he was to carry it on and do another one as old indie, I'd set it before Crystal Skull. Okay, because okay. like um, Temple of Doom was a prequel because it's actually Temple of Doom Raiders than Last Crusade in actual order. Um, just because it's the last film with Ford or last films with Ford doesn't mean that it has to be that way. He's still old enough to look like how he does back in Crystal Skull. So it could be that era. And also as much as people didn't like Crystal Skull, um, I felt it was a good send off for the character. He was reunited with his family. He got married to to uh, Marion, who was the original girl from the original movie. It, I just felt it was a good way to, you know, send the character off, you know, yeah, to okay, retirement, as you speak. Um, mm. I don't think it should go forward because the more forward you go in time, the less of the aesthetic of Indiana Jones you lose, okay? Um, the reason why I'm against killing him completely is because if you follow the actual continuity by the creator, old George Lucas, Indy actually lives up until 19, the 1990s, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because if you look at the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, yeah, Ford showed up in a couple of them, but he was played by an older actor called George Hall, and mm-hmm. it was him in the current present day, boring young whippersnappers with his cane, going back <laughs> in my day, would be you know going around Marcus's museum going oh you see that I found that and this is the tale and you know what I mean Indy's still about like in the 1990s at least you know mm-hmm. 2000s probably stretching it because he looked like he was on, on his last legs you know <laughs> you know in that series, yeah well, exactly that. Of the yeah. School, that was set in 59 and he was looking old so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I mean hell at the way we're going if Harrison Ford really wants to play him he may as well get some blue screen get George to like refilm George Wall's like bits and swap them out man yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but um in terms of in terms of like carrying on with harrison ford if you're going to do an adventure with him as an old man set before crystal skull um personally i'd like to see one where short rounds grown up okay mm-hmm. and he's doing the martial arts and shit as mm-hmm. as that kind of sidekick kind of thing versus ninjas <laughs> yeah versus ninjas man no just just anything like in Orient, that would be kind of cool. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not dead set on that. That's just an idea kind of thing. But if 
we're talking about my dream idea, it would be, um, it would literally be to de-age Harrison Ford, not just for one movie, it would have to be a multiple movie gig, because one, he's old, mm -hmm. he's, still in, he's still in shape, so I would have him, I would literally go free picture deal, can you guys hear anything in the background there? No. No, no? okay, cool. I, so, I just muted mine because there's a helicopter above my house, I don't know why. <laughs> Okay, so basically, free picture deal, obviously because of CGI and stuff. And hang on, give me <laughs> <laughs> something's irritating him. We'll take a moment. Thanks, Sasha. I'm going to get this podcast even more now. <laughs> uh, I can add something to that. I really do don't like CGI. What I call this particular one, the aging thing, mm -hmm. because I watched The Irishman. Irritated me throughout half the movie because uh, I could see their was, faces. It was poorly done with The Irishman. Sorry, oh, guys. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, there was just some noise in the background kind of thing. Was no worries. If you want to just pick up on a three-picture deal. Yeah, three-picture yeah. deal. Um, obviously, first out the gate, adapt the fate of Atlantis. I'm not going to go into it. Just read it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, more importantly, because like that book, I would say you reintroduce the character in the, in the fashion of Raiders for New World audience mm -hmm. if that makes sense have it the same tone as raiders to the t mainly because of, we're reintroducing ford to the world again you know what i mean we want to make it relevant in the fact that it's the reason why i put raiders top tier is because the other the other films was kind of a more diluted version of the character exploring different different ways with him which is cool but that first movie, he was just so badass. Mm. You know what I mean? When you watch a Bond movie, whenever they introduce a new Bond or whenever, you know, they introduce Bond in a movie, he's just badass. He is Bond. You know what I mean? And if you look at the DNA of Indiana Jones, it came from James Bond. Mm. That's why Sean Connery played his dad. So, you know, you want to be, you want it to be a standalone adventure. It doesn't have to connect the T's, etc. But I could have like, you know, little nods and stuff. But I'd say follow, follow Fate of Atlantis more or less to the T. Obviously, some of it would have to be adapted because comic book and video games, and you know what I mean. Yeah, a film adaptation. There are certain stuff that you could have creative license to change. Like I would change the start of the comic book because mm -hmm. the start of the comic book is a dream. And you know, what I mean, people don't like dream sequences. It's no, no, it's a cop out. I agree with but, that. Yeah, but it's a cop yeah. out. But you know, if you were to start off for those that know Fate of Atlantis, listening to this podcast, I'd probably set it when he's younger, when he's even more younger, when he first meets Sophia Hapgood, and show the beginnings of what would lead them up to Atlantis, because there's a MacGuffin, and you know like in true indie fashion, it goes away and then he catches up with it later on in his mm -hmm. life. Um, but I did that, Fate of Atlantis. And the other two could be whatever the studio wants. You play, well, you made me do my movie. Let's play ball with what MacGuffin you guys want, etc. Mm -hmm. Have Ford as the guy and send him off with three kick-ass movies where he's in his youth and we get, we get you know, we get more indie. Um, the reboot route, the rebooted route, um, I would, if you were to reboot, it wouldn't necessarily be a reboot. It'd just be another character in the role, like Bond, if you know, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think the um, Bond route is the way to way, go. Yeah, exactly. That way, all of these adventures happened just mm. with a different actor. And, um, you know, if you look, and because Young Indy is canon, 
is canon that was with a different actor. I yeah. mean, um, I mean, hell, Sean, Pat Sean Patrick Flanley, he may be like 51, but he still looks like he could don the whip, man. <laughs> not saying that I'd pick him because he's not bankable, but you know what I mean? Like, I guess, you know, hardcore fans would be like, oh, shit. And then it will really look like, damn, he grew up as that guy. Um, but I wouldn't use him. I would, I would, I would get a brand new actor. Um, I, I personally felt that Alden Ehrenreich, Ehrenreich played a really good Han Solo, which essentially is Indiana Jones. He would mm -hmm. be my top pick. Um, if not, I could see, I could see, um, if you're going older, Bradley Cooper, I, I could see, um, what's his face? Oh shit. Forgotten the guy's name. Uh, Chris Pine as well. Um, you know, let, let me, let me throw some actors out to you because that, I think, they have... yeah, I'll throw some actors out to you and see what you think of them. I think Chris Pratt is a bit too on the nose for me. Um, it's, it's I don't more, like him. He just different. doesn't have that thing yeah and i think he's just lifting the character out of jurassic park i think he's trying to play almost like a indiana jones yeah. in movie so i wouldn't have him but um so here's but the thing is he's fine he's fine in that movie he just yeah. doesn't work as indiana jones yeah so here's some names that yeah. he's got a real mixture here so kit harrington from game of thrones oh was no, it no. Mm. uh not my vote maybe i'd have to see a screen test Mm -hmm. Chris Evans. Screen test because I can't get Jon Snow. Uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. I'm not against I like the, it, but it's I do maybe. like the pine. I do like the pine idea. Chris Pine one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because he's got that. Because Chris Pine has charisma. You know mm. what I mean? He has a natural charisma, which is what you need from Indiana Jones. When you look at him yeah. in Raiders, that first instinct. There's no dialogue. There is no dialogue. His first introduction to the screen is when he whips the ha whips the gun out the guy's hand, and then he just walks into the shadow. Very much a shadow, much like when Sean Connery just kind of like, you know, what I mean, turns the chair, smokes the cigar, blows yeah. the smoke out, and says, "My name's Bond, James Bond." You know what I mean? It's, you know, the the visual imagery, everything is cool without even having to say much. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the guy, and yeah. you know. That's when I think Lemmy. of when I think of no, no, I don't Ar see it. Army Hammer, yes, very good. Army Hammer, yeah, yes, yeah. very good choice. He has got it. Um, and but my last one was Carl Urban. Oh, yeah. I love Carl Urban. <laughs> yeah, Carl Urban, Carl Urban would be fantastic. Oh, I yeah. mean, me personally, I would cast Younger mm -hmm. for a reboot. For, well, not, when I say reboot, I don't mean reboot, but yeah. I liked what they did with Casino Royale when they went to his beginnings. If you yes. were going to introduce a new actor, I'd go back to his beginnings. Not too, and the thing is about Indiana Jones is, if you watch Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, I'm not going that far, but I'm going young enough where I'm thinking an adventure where he learns stuff, where he becomes the guy that you know by that can i suggest is. something and i would have him team up with an old yeah go on i was basically gonna say you could potentially throw away the time frame if you get a new guy and starting yeah. off early forget the time frame it doesn't yeah. need to fit anywhere no they it just doesn't. need to be stories so daniel craig pierce brosnan they're all different ages but they have the history of the previous movies it doesn't matter how old the character is in the actor. not only that it doesn't even matter yeah. that if they came before and after because mm -hmm. they don't oh, yeah, really totally. refer to them at all 
Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally. But my, you know, my original idea with a new actor would be very much Casino Royale inspired where it's right. his first mm. where it's like his first kind of like outing. oh okay mm. outing and when i say that he was trained by marion's father okay wow. yeah. abner Ra abner ravenwood okay mm. so abner ravenwood i you know as a fan i think i you'd pick an older actor you pick well hell if harrison ford wants to be the guy literally <laughs> passing the torch that would be quite fun that'd be quite quite a fun nod but but again you know i think i think that probably wouldn't be a good idea because like bond you wouldn't really want to have sean connery come back and cameo in a bond film yeah, because right. you want really bond to own it and have it be its own thing but i'd think as a mentor figure obviously if you want to keep the Bond thing, have Pierce Brosnan. He'd be fantastic. Bringing back the Bond kind of like thing, kind of thing as Abner Ravenwood. You could even go with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is kind of like proven as being the mentor. Well, he's trained everybody, everybody else. He's so. trained Jedi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he may as well. He may as well be Abner. Or but you guys kind of get where i'm going yeah, with yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah where i'm going with that hell you know what i'm not even i'm not even um against abner being black because we never met her father it could be her foster father i mean it yeah, could yeah. be he could be he could be um denzel he <laughs> 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 could be denzel i'm just saying i'm just saying you know i'm just yeah. saying like it's not uh, you know we've never met the guy you assume mm. he's right he's white but you know it could be it could be it could be anybody it could be anybody i that's just me pl playing with expectations there but mm -hmm. you know it's quite literally abner ravenwood showing him you know how to go you don't necessarily have to have marion in that movie because no. obviously that's another time that's another thing to tell but you know if once you introduce abner you're just like oh shit that's that's who taught him shit mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you could even bring a younger marcus into it as well and you know have maybe a set piece where like it's in the museum and they and they're like shit they've been confronted by people and like which way marcus and he gets lost in his own museum mm -hmm. so yeah. like you could do you could do stuff like that man hell i um, just thought but i just think huh? i just sort of sort of think of the way what you're talking about He's you know other than teaching him and you can actually have some another student like to say <laughs> with indiana jones but a parallel story is going off and you don't have to worry about Harrison Ford and so on and so forth. Just yeah. one of the other students of Vietnam and his stories, living the same dream, living yeah. the same era. Uh, what you were saying, Sasha, about like, you know, possibly having it like, okay, having in young indie taught by Abner, you could also do things like, I mean, if you're taking that Casino Royale route, you can do so many things, i.e. you can introduce Salah, you can introduce Belloc. You can introduce like I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that. You know what? It's kind of like I like that we meet those characters in their movies, mm. rather than you know, uh, rather than automatically just you know shoving them down. You know, shoving them down the audience. Like remember this guy and everything. Because like mm. every Bond picture, you can have a little t you know nod. But there's a if you're gonna do that, you've got to think what you you're going to add to those characters that the audience um don't need or want does that make sense yeah, yeah. I get where you're coming from. considering that we've already had yeah we've actually 
if, if you're if it's going to be connected to what's come before um a younger version of him and so does marcus marcus shows up because um indy's dad's actually in it as well because um, those uh, that tv series starts off when he's eight years old and it actually shows him how he learns like archaeology from his um, home tutor miss seymour and stuff mm. like that I, I would actually draw from the chronicles to be quite honest because mm. there's characters from there where you're like oh i wish they were in the movies and yeah i've seen more of them yeah. He, yeah used to be a, he used to be yeah he used to be um you know a spy for the u.s government at one point and mm. You know, he 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 was um, known as um, Corporal Lafonse for the Belgium Army because when he signed up, he he signed up before the Americans fought the war because he was in London at the time uh, during World War One. And yeah, there's there's just so much law there that you could bring in. Hell, they even brought up references in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull from that TV show when he tell, tells Mutt that he rolled with Pablo Escobar, which is actually the pilot off the young Indiana Jones Chronicles right, where he okay. got kidnapped by Pablo Escobar and ended up joining joining them for a bit, actually, like, you know, <laughs> joining them and their whole thing. And that... I don't remember you know, that, there's just so many, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many stuff they could pull from um, and make the, make the old stuff fresh and new. Yeah. Um, and I'm not dismissing entirely with Salah, but, but I feel with Salah, that um Michelle, that um what's the guy gimli from lord of the rings john reese john mm -hmm. reese davis yeah. is a hard actor to recreate yeah yeah he's a very hard actor to recreate even when he was younger he's so iconic where it's just yeah. like i kind of avoid that because you know what's really cool about um raiders of the lost ark the fact you don't know anybody you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you were to be that person to watch the films in order and you know him already, you're like, okay. You kind of take away that mistrust thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because when you watch at Raiders, when he goes down with the scepter, mm. you know, when he goes down with the scepter and he's got the little the little yeah. blast thing mm -hmm. that he gets from Marion mm. and he's there. And when, when the rope goes away, you know what I mean? Yeah, we know he's gone with the Nazis, but we don't know whether he's going to come back or not. Do you mm. know what I mean? And also, we don't know whether he's going to double-cross him or not. The minute you introduce Shala before Sala before Raiders, mm. the mystique's gone. You know yeah. what I mean? The mystique's gone. And that's why I'd avoid, you know, bringing old-school people, especially if it's set before. You know, if it was sat after, then definitely bring bring them in. Bring bring yeah. them in. Bring I think it depends version. on your audience, though, because if you look at the Star Wars prequels, you know, took the mystique away from Vader, and some people yes. are not bothered by it. You know, some people hate the fact that if you watch yeah. it in order, you get the reveal way too early. Other people, yeah. would, they don't care. So I suppose it depends on the audience in terms of how everybody will take that differently. So they wouldn't yeah. mind him being introduced earlier, but then again, like you say, you know, and I think. Again, we've got creative control, so it's something we wouldn't do, but we can understand the studios doing it because it doesn't matter to them. Yeah, um, that's right. Okay, well, yeah, I, th I think, uh, I think we agree that there's pretty much so much that can be done with Indiana Jones, whether it's 
spin-offs, a, a direct sequel, uh, recasting like Bond style. But um, we do know that Ford is coming back for the next one. So we'll have to wait and see what that turns out, see how many of ideas pop up in the next one. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, look, it's Indiana Jones. We know we're going to go see it. So let's see what oh, yeah. they bring. Let's see what they bring to the table. Um, so that's it for today's episode. Um, Sasha, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Sashman3 on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and uh, Neil, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at shootformoonpics. And Sal, where can we find you if you want to be? You can, you can find me at Sal underscore F1 at Twitter. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Kenan Talks Film. Um, please let us know your thoughts on the episodes and suggest some movies for us to discuss in the future. Um, you can also find us on the Zito's Gang Movie Podcast, uh, where we discuss all the latest movie news. Um, so go on Twitter for at Zito's Gang. You can also find us on YouTube and Stitcher. But for all our episodes, you can catch them on YouTube, iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. Um, if you like what we do, please uh, like, subscribe, and share our podcast across social media. If you thought this podcast sucked, then just like, subscribe, and share it ironically. Um, <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very much for today, guys. Just teleported out of, out of the, the, the cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, thanks very much for attending, guys. Thanks very much for listening. And until next time. Cool. Goodbye.